When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. Thanks for listening. If you're here for Larson Thompson and you never listened to the podcast before, I hope you'll like it enough to say, hey, you know, this guy doesn't suck, and I'll listen to the uh, to more episodes. I think you'll really enjoy it, and uh, Larson's fantastic. And, um, you know, we talk about mental health and a lot of fun stuff. Well, speaking of health, um, so I did this thing, Pernuvo. Uh, it's a, a, they do a scan on your body. I've talked about it before. In fact, I posted about it and they don't pay me. It's not a paid advertisement or anything like that, but they detect early stages of cancer and everything except for like leukemia. So I did the test and I got the test results back. And there was one thing that was moderate risk that was in the yellow that they said you should get more imaging on this. And it was in my pharynx, which is behind your larynx and is what makes swallowing, I think, and like all these things work with your throat they found a cyst and so i went to my ent and the ent did a scope and saw the cyst and said i think we should get more imaging i want to make sure there's nothing under this cyst and i was just like i didn't i was like okay all right and then i went to indiana and in the back of my mind i was always thinking of that cyst and like wow tomorrow i could get bad information that could be really scary. And, you know, of course, like an idiot, I read about all these things. And if you have cancer in that area, it's like you have a 5% chance of living. It's like just, you're done. And so as the days I started thinking about my mortality and I started thinking, well, all right, well, what would you do? And I kind of came to terms with like, all right, here's what you would do. And I sort of like, you're going to go visit so-and-so. You're going to go here. You're going to throw a party for your friends. It's like that song by uh, Tim McGraw. Live like you were dying. Live like you were dying. Uh, but it's a great song. People always think about that stuff. And if you just like, if you knew that you weren't going to have long or that the person, other person was going to have, what would you do? And you do all these things. And then you think about, well, why don't you just do them now? And it's so true how it's like we have the ability if you know most of us do or some of us do if you have the ability you know to do the things you want to do because you just you just don't know i could have got a converse i uh, could have got a call and i just got this call is why we are re-recording the intro <laughs> but um you know if i got a call and it was the doctor and i was thinking you know and if he said hey uh are you sitting down <laughs> i mean i you know all these thoughts come in your head but anyway Knock on wood. Thank God. Um, God bless. Um, I'm okay. So very glad you're okay. Yeah, me too. Me too, man. Me too. Life's too short and um it could have been shorter. You didn't have to go <laughs> skydiving, Rocky Mountain climbing on a 2.7 seconds on a bull, bull named Fu Manchu. Man mm -hmm. I love that song. 
I went skydiving. All right. Anyway, uh, hey, our socials are Ryan uh, at inside of you pod on Twitter, at inside of you podcast on Instagram and Facebook. I had to think about it for a second. I know it's, it's been, been a, a while. Weeks. Yeah, we're on uh, YouTube. If you want to watch, please subscribe. It helps the show immensely and write a review that really gets us up on the charts. Also, the inside of you online store has amazing new merch and I'm getting some really cool stuff. Check this out, Ryan. Mm. This guy made these. This pretty much this sculpture of Mia's Lex and brought it to a con. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. I was thinking, wow, what would it cost to like make like, you know, nine of these? I say nine because I'd keep one. Um, and I, you know, and I'd sell, I'd put the others on the inside of you online store. And they're so hard to make. And this is an artist. And so, you know, I spent a lot of money to get like these made and they're pretty incredible. And I'm going to put them up soon, but there's only going to be nine. They'll be a little pricey because there's nine <laughs> and uh, they'll be signed by me, but they're awesome. And on the inside of the online store, there's tons of merch, Lexmas scripts, autograph for me and uh, ship keys that say Smallville from the show and tons of other stuff. Uh, tumblers. I'm getting new tumblers in a week or two. They're amazing. My sister works for this company PostNet, and uh, they're making me all these cups and I get a discount because I'm her sister. Her brother, I'm not her sister. Um, anyway, also love you. Thank you for the support. Join patreon.com slash inside of you. I'll give a shout out on the podcast with your name. You support the podcast and you're the reason why I still do this. You keep the show going. And um, so thank you for that. And that's about it. Ryan, you doing all right? I'm doing good. I'm, I'm getting away too. I'm going uh, for a bachelor party weekend in Scottsdale, Arizona. Didn't you just go to a bachelor party? You know, someone just said that to me and I can't think of what it was. Yeah, it was like... It was something like the last time you were with those guys, you like got too drunk or something. <laughs> no, that was the, that's my seizure story from uh, that I. But that was like five years ago. That was like five years ago. Yeah. But yeah. then weren't you meeting with those people again? Uh, I don't know. I can't remember. I can't remember anything. But anyway, you're traveling. You're. Good. I'm traveling, so I'm, I'm getting out of town. For, you need for a it. Bit. You like it. You love it. You love yeah, it. That's good. So uh, this um, uh, guy, the guy who's marrying my sister. Uh, we're gonna hang. I'm gonna hang out with him and all his friends. Oh boy, yeah, some we'll stories. Oh yeah. Oh man. <laughs> um. All right, let's just do it. Let's get into this. Um. She's amazing. She was so wonderful. She brought her mom on the podcast, not on the podcast, but she was in the other room laughing. I could hear her, and uh, she was awesome. She was awesome. Her mom was awesome. What a great family. Um. She's in Midnight Club. She models. She's on Instagram. Follow her. She's fun. She's beautiful. She's cool. That's the most important thing. Her name is Larson Thompson. So let's get inside of Larson Thompson. It's my point of view. You're listening to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum was not recorded in front of a live studio audience. Larson. Larson Thompson. Is that your real name? Yeah. I've never met a Larson. Hmm. Well, it's actually usually a last name, but it was my grandma's. It was my great grandma's last name with an O. My parents were like, we really like that name. Let's make it our first name and end it with an E. L-A-R-S-E-N. It's a cool name. You know what it sounds so. like, Ryan? Tell us. Put the mic to your mouth, for God's sakes. What? <laughs> it, Larson sounds like a popular girl's name. Like a popular in high school. Are you going to Larson's party? Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't invited. Were you popular? Just admit it. Just go uh, with it. Roll with whatever you were. I wasn't. 
you were. No. <laughs> Let's just go with that. Well, you, well, all right. Hey, well, I didn't really get to have the normal high school experience. I like went through all of middle school, but I was like every day after school gone at the dance studio. Didn't really get time to like hang out with friends or ever go to parties. Really? High school. I went out my sophomore year. Um, so didn't really have the high school experience. Was able to go to prom, which was. Mm, I didn't. Oh. I never went to high school dance. Hold on a second. Hey, is this, is she a little too, like the spacing on here is a little too. Perfect. She has too much space. Space. <laughs> name this. Space. Name this TV show, Larson. Space. Oh. The final frontier. These are the voyages of the. Star Wars. Track. It's okay. You're over for one. There'll be more. <laughs> no, don't give me these. I'm like. I watch so many movies, but when it comes to like any type of references or anything like that, I just like go, you go blank. Yeah, I go blank. But you probably a reader, so you remember. Yeah, I do read. You do. I like to read. What do you read? Um, you know, I read a lot of like self self growth books, a lot of faith books. I like um, it. Just in ways to grow as a person, as an individual, and in my crafts. Are you more spiritual? You think? Yeah, I'm pretty spiritual. Um. I grew up Christian and, you know, now I have my own personal relationship with God and walk with him. And, you know, it's really a part of who I am. It's what keeps me grounded. And if I'm really just thankful for it. Wow. Yeah. See, you're 22. 22. You know, again, I what, what I like about this is be, I usually interview people mid 30s 40s 50s older yeah and so you, you have people that have really lived a little they've had a lot of experiences they've had a lot of issues and facing adversity and depression so i wanted to talk to someone it, that's obviously bright and cheerful and awesome and talented but someone that was younger to get yeah. a perspective from that and what you're starting to go through what you're starting to learn about yourself what you're starting to learn about others the industry so i want to get into yeah. all that because i think that's really cool and it's it's a perspective i remember but it was different time mm -hmm. it was a different time it yeah. was uh you know it just was it was yeah. different yeah it's not like i'm 80 but it, it was different <laughs> um but childhood was good for you yeah, childhood was really good for me. I'm really Because your mom's in the other room. Yeah, my mom's in the other room. My she, parents- Oh, she uh, is a joy. She is really a joy. They are my best friends. Like, I'm so close with my parents. I'm very thankful and fortunate for that. Um, just their support system, the way that they've, you know, through their wisdom and the way that they've, you know, gone through struggles and battles and the way they've raised me um, as a teenager, starting in the industry so young. I mean, I yeah. started at- four. Well, I started dancing at four and then began working in the industry around 12. Um, That's crazy. Now, is it something yeah. that Elizabeth, your mom, pushed you into? Was she like a mommy dearest chick? Because we were talking <laughs> about that back there and she made a joke, kidding. But I'm wondering, was she kind of like, I want you to do this. I want you to do You're so beautiful, Thompson. You need to do this. <laughs> no. So actually, I guess like I, my my aunt was in the Olympics as a gymnast and my mom was like, I always had this desire What's to her like, name? Julianne McNamara, 1984. Um, gold medalist gold medalist for what um bars she's like the what yeah she's incredible how old is she now she's 50 58 oh she's still young yeah she's young she's young that's yeah. young yeah right it's funny because yeah. my aunt and i look like twins and my cousin my aunt's daughter my mom look like twins it's very weird but everyone's wow. like you look just like your aunt but um yeah. i think my mom grew up in that um, kind of environment with my aunt leaving when my mom was like 12 years old. Um, and so my mom and I grew up very, very close because of that. And and I, I had this desire for dance. I never really took it seriously about the age of 
10 and the studio owners were who coming. would take it seriously who would take it seriously i don't take shit seriously at my age yes i know <laughs> i mean you can i think that's how you get through things yeah no no no, exactly and i think the studio owners were coming up to my mom being like we don't think larson dances for larson she's you know all <laughs> over the place she has too much energy definitely like adhd there's something going on here yeah and so my mom was like well you know if you're not you know, she'll she'll prove you wrong. And my mom was just like, Larson, like, where do you want to take this? Like, do you want to take this seriously? Like, is dance, um, you know, a profession that you want to go into? Because you can start very, very young in dance. And I was like, I mean, yeah. So I, they started driving me to L.A. I started meeting all the choreographers at Millennium Dance Complex. Because you grew up in Thousand Oaks. Yeah, in Thousand Oaks. We so still live like, there? Same house? Yeah, same Holy house. Holy shit. Are your parents yeah. still married? Yes. They are. Yeah. Oh, how many years? 26 years. It's funny because my parents divorced after 27. <laughs> But, you know, that was, yeah. you know, it happened when I was a little bit older. So it mm -hmm. was still very difficult, not because yeah. I really cared, yeah. but but because I had to, I, I didn't realize, I knew they shouldn't be together. Hmm. Okay. I knew that it was just like oil and vinegar. Yeah. You know, it, yeah. What, this wasn't right. The, you know, they fought this passive aggression. There was hmm. a mutual respect after a while. I think they really loved each other when they were younger. Yeah. But my mom's more of, more of a, uh, not ostentatious. Oh, she could be that if she had money. But, um. More of uh, what's the word when you're just like all over the place, flamboyant and uh, attention whore. Oh, <laughs> well, no, well, I could be an attention I, whore. I'm like, you know, yeah. I want to be the center of attention. It wasn't, yeah. a, I didn't mean a whore. Yeah, no, like I know a, what you mean. Yeah, yeah, an attention. Yeah, uh, yeah. loves attention. Loves Let's attention. Let's just say that. <laughs> Jason, don't edit that out. I like it. Um, <laughs> Okay, this is good. But my parents, when they divorced, I was like, oh, of course. It wasn't a shock to me. Hmm. My mother, she'd call me at three in the morning while I was just starting my career. Yeah. I mean, not starting my career, but like got the one of the biggest opportunities in my life. If I recall, it's when they divorced right when Smallville started. And so I'm wow. trying to, you know, it's a it's a big thing to handle and yeah. like try to be good and stress and all that stuff. And they got divorced, but she would call me at three in the morning. I can't do it. I can't. I, I can't live oh, my wow. life. And really tough. Yeah. So divorce can I'm be incredibly tough. 100%. And I don't. Yeah. And especially if you're a young kid, you, you, whether you like it or not, you're going to have issues later. Yeah. That you have to work on. Yeah. But you, thank God, luckily came from a, an unbroken family, mm. you know? So what's that like? <laughs> <laughs> you well, know, I think it's, you know, I don't think it, you know, behind closed doors, no family's perfect. None of us are perfect individuals. Um, and so it's like I one thing of the lesson I've learned from my parents is like marriage is not not easy. You know, it's very yeah. hard. I see my parents struggle and the challenges they have, but you know, they fight for their marriage. You know, my dad and my mom, they fight for it. And I think that's what I admire most about them is uh, you know, the way that they still spend time together and they go and take trips to, you know, reestablish their love and to connect again. And they and, talk. Yeah, they talk a lot. I come from a very um, vulnerable, emotional family. We don't really? hide. Yeah. Does Elizabeth like, cry a lot? Elizabeth does cry a lot. What does she cry at? <laughs> she cries when her kids are in pain. She cries um, when life what, is just hard. What pain have you been in that she's cried about? Um, One that you think of right away. Inside of You is brought to you by Rocket Money. I love Rocket Money. You know why? Because everyone should have Rocket Money because it just helps you save money. How many times do we have subscriptions that we don't even know we have anymore and we're paying so much money? It's just throwing away money, Ryan. I, I found one. You And you did it. You told I me. I got Rocket Money. <laughs> okay, I found one. 
it i'm embarrassed to say how long it's been going on but thank you for finding it <laughs> my god it was embarrassing <laughs> yeah because it's like you want to watch some show and you go oh, i have to subscribe to this uh this streaming uh, whatever mm-hmm. and you you start streaming the show you watch it you leave and you forget after this trial period, it kicks in and they're it's charging terrible. you 10 bucks a month. It's, it is embarrassing. Ugh. You know, 75% of people have subscriptions they've forgotten about. Before I started using Rocket Money, I thought I had, you know, like, oh, I have like five subscriptions. I could not believe it when they showed me I was paying for like four extra uh, between, you know, streaming advices and fitness apps, delivery services. It's never ending. And thanks to Rocket Money, I'm no longer wasting money on the ones I forgot about. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. Rocket Money will even try to negotiate lowering your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is submit a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. They'll deal with the customer service for you. I like that. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash inside. That's rocketmoney.com slash inside. Rocketmoney.com slash inside. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I don't know how many times I have to talk about this, but it's so important. If you're sitting there right now and you're stressed or you're anxious or you have a lot on your mind and you just bottle it up and you don't know what to do, it's going to come out and it's not going to come out in great ways all the time. Um, BetterHelp has helped me substantially. Ryan here has been using it for a while. And I, you know, don't you notice when you don't use BetterHelp? When you don't have therapy. Oh, the weeks where I miss a session? Of course, yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's 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 like the more you talk about something, even if you don't think you have anything to talk about, things come up and it puts your mind at ease. And we all carry around different stressors, you know, big and small. And at times we keep carrying them around rather than processing them and letting them go. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy from BetterHelp is helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's for all of us. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. I think people think, oh, what if I don't like my therapist? If you don't, you switch them. It's that easy. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com inside today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash inside something that really hurt you or you were really sad and she felt your pain Hmm. was it a breakup was it a i think what what my mom gets the most frustrated and angry is when people like my mom is like the mama bear where like when people online come at me and they don't know who i am that really affects her and they are 
where I'm very much like I brush it off and I'm like, hey, you know what? Like, I'm not going to let this affect me. I am who I am. I know who I am. These people don't know me. But my mom is the mama bear where she's like, I can't believe they would say that about you. And it gets her really frustrated. And I'm like, mom, it's okay. We don't know them. They're probably behind a computer screen. Just like trolls. Yes. Just like taking out their own insecurities or things that they're facing and putting it onto somebody else. Yeah. Every once in a while, I'll read a comment like, you know, very few, but like, he wasn't the best Lex. (laughs) I'm just kidding. kidding. You are the best. It's a joke. I mean, it's a joke. But Ryan, um, how many guests have come in here over the years and said, I don't read reviews. I don't look at critics. A lot of them have said that, right? Yeah. Yeah, because I think it's a healthy thing, right? I know, but it's something also that feeds your ego and makes you feel like you're worthy. And then it sometimes crushes your ego and makes you feel like shit. Mm. So <clears throat> it's better to not and just kind of stay balanced, I guess. <clears throat> but I, I'm i one that sometimes likes, I, I make the mistake of thinking something that I did was really good or I was really good and they're going to notice me. And that's a mistake because mm. then you're like, what? How could you think this way? And then that... It's not a good feeling. Yeah. So I'll, all I will suggest to you is definitely don't believe what you're reading, especially for yeah. people that don't know you totally. and try to take things with a grain of salt or exactly. try to stay away from that stuff and just do the best because you'll it'll be, it will interfere in your life. Yeah. No, I find it too. Like, you know, I started acting three years ago. Um, I had been doing it since I was a kid, kind of took a break and then was like, I want to do this for real now. And I still am like, I can't stand watching myself. I have a weird thing. We hear that a lot with actors. Like, it's very hard for me because I am myself, I am my biggest critic. What are you like, looking I can at? Look, are you looking at your face? No, never mind. I'm just looking at like- Acting. My acting. All right, so can, you, you're okay looking at yourself. Yeah. Like, you're like, I'm pretty. I'm not worried about that. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I mean, I don't- No, but, but it's a good thing. Yeah. It's good to know. That's a- I'm telling you, 90% of actors don't like watching themselves because they're like, oh, God, my nose. Oh, look at the bags under my no, eyes. See, oh, I look don't at this. Do, what's very interesting is in acting, even if I, like, I feel like I've talked to a lot of people that are very aware of how they're, they look when they're like crying or if they're screaming. When I'm acting, I could care. If I look ugly, I'm like, great. Good. I was in it. That was it. I could care less if there's like tears and I'm like, no snot coming down. Trust this, the director. Yes. I'm like, this is acting. This is what it is. Like you're not in real life, like worried about like snot coming down your nose and being like. Have you had those moments where you're crying like that? Yeah. Most recently, I was working on a a film called Horoscope with Sony Pictures. I Ooh. just got back from it. Um, so I was there for three months in Belgrade, Serbia. Who's in that? Um, Jacob Batalon from Spider Man, um, Harriet Slater. Who else? Umberly Gonzalez. And a big Avantica. role. Yeah, there's seven. It's an ensemble cast. There's seven of us, all leads. And scary, scary movie. Ooh, yes, I hope it's deals scary. with horoscopes and a lot of what you know. This generation is very into horoscopes these days, and I think it will do. There's also like a, a sense of entertainment to it. Um, I think it will do really well, and I'm very excited about it. It comes out in 2023 in theaters. So great. It will be. You'll have to email I'm, me and let me know so Ryan and I can go see it. Yeah, let's go. Right? We'll go. But wait a minute. You were about to tell me something that happened on that set. Oh, on yeah. yeah. So it's, vi- I think this is why I love horror the most. I think it's the most. Wait a minute. Challenge- you like horror the most? I think. Well, I know- look around you. Well, look at us. Look around you. <laughs> look up here. <laughs> Take Sing it, Michael. Time, make time, make time. That's Little River Band. Yeah. Elizabeth probably I, knows I, it. I never know. Yeah. None of us. We didn't catch on. <laughs> so later. All right. Go ahead. Go ahead. 
Sorry. No, I think I love it because it's the most, I think the most challenging genre. Um, especially for me, that's just how I feel, but putting yourself in these like most, the most unrealistic like circumstances and truly believing it. And like, I had a scene I had to do, I can't like share the scene, but like something that was so just like horrible. Yeah. Something that's just so it's not going to happen. So unrealistic, but like truly believing it. And that was where it's like you have like five cameramen that are just like there and sound screen too or whatever. No, we weren't on a green screen. Okay, so it's a real creature or whatever. Don't say anything. Stop. Uh, Yeah. Um, (laughs) But to like be looking at people like you know cough like doing a a little thing like that or just adjusting and moving and that's you're looking and trying to believe what you're seeing. It's well, not only that, but you're at the beginning of your career, Mm -hmm. so everything's new. So yeah. You being on set with all the crew and all the cast and the producers and the yeah. director and they're all watching you and they're like, yeah. um, um, Larson, are you? I forgot your name for a second. Oh no! No, I'm kidding. Because I was going to say Lars, Lars. Because I was thinking S O N because mm. that was your grandma's yes. spelling of her. Yes. No, and they're like, okay, Larson, action. And you got to start crying and be emotional totally. and like. And the most important thing you have to do, which you probably don't have a lot of experience doing is really trusting yourself yeah which that never i've done stuff where i just i'm like i don't i don't i don't know and some the first take they're like okay then he's it needs to be a little big you need, we need to see more emotion second yeah. take okay and by the fifth take i get there yeah because there's no way you're gonna get there in the first take with no, those emotions totally totally i mean I she's crying a... she's crying keep rolling guys <laughs> yeah. keep rolling fix the snot on her nose <laughs> and, and then i don't want to get that because that's ridiculous okay good let's distract well, them I- take a second too where i'll just be like hey i'm gonna need like you call action give me a few seconds i'm gonna like scream and get there like emotionally you have your things to do yeah i do my things oh i do i will i'll sit there and if i go come on god (laughs) and i'll yell at myself and i go come on dude let's go you know just something i've seen like i worked with jesse eisenberg (laughs) and uh the other lex Luthor. Mm -hmm. i love him he was great to work with wow and what he does before every take, he just jumps up and down <sighs> and turns in circles, turns in circles, turns in circles. Wow. Yeah. And I, you know, if you have to be kind of like, if I'm playing a drugged up or emotional, sometimes I'll spin around, I'll do something, whatever it takes to get me going. Exactly. And it's like getting out of your head. That's where it's like, I'll be just like doing jumping jacks or I'll go like, I'm <laughs> so weird. I'll be like running down the hall and then like, they're like, we need you. I'm like, all right, I'm up. I'm, I'm here. I'm ready. <laughs> just to like get me out of my head and stop thinking, get my heart going or something. That's good. Yeah. You're learning the tricks of the trade. <laughs> I guess. I mean, have you ever just felt like you haven't, you didn't get it? You just couldn't pull it out. Like, it's okay. It's fine. But you're like, it's not great. Yeah. And I, being so hard on myself and being a perfectionist, I struggle with that a lot where I'll like come out of it and be like, gosh, I could have done better. And I'm like so grateful this, the, the film that I just did, I, there was this one scene that I, I had so much going on that day and there was this, it was a pretty emotional scene. And I was like, gosh, I just, I walked out of there and was like, I could have done better. And that's like the worst feeling I feel like. I've done that very many times. And then next thing you know, they're like, we need to catch some more. We didn't get to catch for that scene. um, Everything we wanted to get. So we're going to, we're going to cover it again. And I was like, yes. Like it was the best feeling because I was like, yes, I get another go at it. And I just felt so much better about it. I'll tell you a story. Even the best, the biggest stars mm. in the world go through this. Mm. Um, Sly Stallone, icon, mm. worked with him in Guardians 3 wow. that's coming out in yeah. Guardians 2. And wow. he's 
a hero that when you meet him, you're like, funny as hell, sign my Rambo lunchbox. Just epic. And you know what he says to me? He says, he's signing my lunchbox. He goes, you got a lunchbox? I go, yeah. He goes, how old are you? He's like, yeah, you little low for a lunchbox. Got, you, got a freaking thermos in here. What are you doing? You know, and I was like, yeah, yeah. And he laughed. He was joking around, but a joy to work with. I mean, he would crack jokes, but there was one scene we did and he has this line and he just, it was fine. Yeah. I, I watched it. I go, they got it. They got it. But he later called the director and said, you know, look, I'd love to do it again. I'd love to just shoot my close up again. I think I could do a better job. I think I could do it better. And the first thing we woke up the next morning, we went to set for his close up just to get that and did it again for Sly and he was better. Wow. So it doesn't just happen. Now, if I called and said, hey, I think I could do better. I was like, no, we're, we're not losing <laughs> we're money. We're not losing money on you, Rosenbaum. <laughs> We've already lost money on your performance the last day. But that should make everybody feel good knowing yeah. that it's 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 not it's not an easy job to make things seem real mm -hmm. believable yeah you know how many times you watch a movie and go that was her re reaction mm -hmm. like we, we laugh about it but um the guy in smallville who's a really good actor there's a scene where a body drops out of a closet and his response is damn who's that <laughs> <laughs> we laugh about it all the time but he's like damn Who's that? What's well, very weird that it's like <laughs> it's my- It's like, what? It's a dead body. <laughs> like, a dead... If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Macy's, Adidas, Walmart, Nike, Wine.com, Samsung, Lenovo, Sephora, and more and even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use, and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. No, but what's very interesting is like I watch movies with my brother who is just doesn't understand acting, you know, can and look at anything and be like, he doesn't think about those things. No. And it's like as an actor, when I like watch movies now, I can point out like continuity things. And I'm like, I hate that I'm like that now because I'll be like, that was not. No. And now yeah. with him, I watch with him. I'm like, did you notice that? He's like, no. I'm like, OK, it's just an actor thing, I guess. You know, that's some perspective right there. What you just said, no one really we haven't talked about. It's such a different world when you, you as someone who's in the profession, it's what you do for a living and you're watching something, you're critical of it. I saw a camera shadow. 
I think I saw the mic. Was that the mic? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Exactly. Oh, wait a minute. Her hair wasn't like that. A second. What? And you go to the Midwest and you're like, man, that movie was awesome. Yes. Man. I go, you didn't notice this or this? No, I thought she was awesome. So we're so hard on ourselves that I'm coming to believe, I'm, I'm realizing that even if I'm not what I think I should be, it's probably going to be fine. Yes. They're probably going to go, yeah, it was fine. It's good. Right? Yeah. I'm always trying to be great, great. How do I be the greatest in every line? But in reality, 90% of the world, 98% of the world that's not in Hollywood. 100%. They're like, they're okay. <laughs> they're okay with a lot of the stuff that we notice that we don't like. Exactly. Like we watched a movie last night, a horror movie, The Prodigy. Okay. Hmm. It's this kid. He played Georgie in It. Yeah. Great little actor. Yeah. He was He was fantastic. And I thought the movie was okay. It wasn't bad. Yeah. You know, I, I recommend it. It's not great. Yeah. But there was a, a scene where they go to this doctor and they play a tape because she recorded her son speaking in a different language. And she goes, um, oh, can I can I keep this? And the mother's like, yeah. And the next scene, she takes it to this guy. And the next scene is the guy talking about, oh, that was a Hungarian language, which is fine. Okay, you speak Hungarian. Great. I believe that. And then he gets this whole thing like, I think what he's suffering from is perhaps this. And tells the whole story in one monologue. Like, what we need to know as an audience, instead of letting us learn things. Like thinking, we need to tell the audience. And it pissed me off so much. And my friend Rob, who is the lead guitarist in my band Sunspin, throw it out there. I know. Shameful? List. Well, shameless. Uh, he helps me on vocabulary. Um, I looked at Rob after he was just, I really like that movie. I go, what about the, yeah, I didn't, I don't know. I didn't care about that. Kind of helped me kind of figure it out. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. Do you say the F word? I don't, but. <laughs> I go, what? <laughs> but my mom does. My mom curses like a sailor. Do you say F? No, I say like. Go ahead, fudge. I say like frick frick and crap. Um, You know, I try not to swear. I really do. (laughs) I I have uh, a friend. His name is John Heater. And I laugh at him. Not because he's Mormon. Um, I love Mormons. They're they're fine people. Great people, in fact. Uh, Monogamists. um, A lot of great stuff. But John, he doesn't swear. And someone goes, oh, gosh, that was effed. It's like, dude, was that his D? Did they just show his D? Gosh. And, I'm, and it, it, at first I laughed, but then I started doing it. So now I do that because I think it's funnier. Yeah. And it's like, instead of saying F, I just get, yeah, the yeah. F word, I just say F. <laughs> Freaking F. I like saying frick. Like, frick. Frick. Like, it feels good. But it's funny because the first time I ever said the F word was in a self tape. Like, Four years ago. Were you embarrassed to say it? No, it, it, it like felt good. I it was like. you were going to say it and felt good. <laughs> that would have been genius. It no, felt good. It was no, the, it was like it had never come out of my mouth. And it was just like, dang, all right. Did you, when you were younger, yeah. was there any, was there any moments in your life so far? Because I know you're young. I know you haven't lived. I mean, you've lived, but you haven't, you know. Lived. 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 You haven't lived. <laughs> You need to live, girl. There's so much life ahead of you. But was there a moment like growing up where you were sort of not a good person or not a good girl or maybe going through a tough time or maybe kind of mean at times and then feel bad about it later and maybe effed? I mean, not effed, but you said the F word. Yeah. Um, 
Let's see. Was there a time where your mom was like, hey, Thompson or Larson? I want to say Thompson Larson. (laughs) Larson. Yeah. You know, what's going on? Probably around the age of 14. Mm. I was going through a a little bit of a. Rebellious. Not really rebellious. I was just very on edge, very hard to deal with. Hormonal. Yes, very hormonal. And it was also right at the time that I kind of made the transition from dance into modeling. And I was like kind of heartbroken to kind of be leaving dance in that industry. Mm. And that was always like an outlet outlet for me when I was depressed, when I was sad or felt anxiety, I would literally go to the studio and just like dance. Forget about everything for hours. That's what that is. Exercise, things that you're passionate about, you escape. Yeah. Yeah. And it was my escape. And so I feel like I had an injury. And so that's most of the reason why I kind of had to pause on dance for a while with my neck. And it was actually- surgery? No, I didn't, but it was actually- I had two neck surgeries. Really? Yeah. Played sports my whole life. I, I'm always in pain. It's it's life. It's it's just how oh, it goes. Oh no, Michael. Yeah, it's okay. People have pain. Yeah. Not like me, but go on. Yeah, and I and I still <laughs> like struggle with it. I did my own stunts. This was kind of, I learned my lesson. Yeah, there. I did too. Yeah, and I just basically messed up my ligaments, a disc, one of my discs. Got an all. epidural, did you? Yeah. Yeah, I know those. Yeah. Did they put you to sleep for the injection? Uh huh. Mm-hmm. I liked it. <laughs> It was it was really cool actually. It's, it's, people He's are like, scared count of being... to four. One, two. Out. out. You know, yeah, you know what's funny is people always say, ah, when they put you to sleep, aren't you afraid you're you're gonna die? I'm like, I won't know. Be it, dead, I'll be dead. It's true. I'll fall asleep and I'll die. That's, that's the best way to go. If that happens, God forbid. That, all right. It's better than get hit by a car and living through it. Yeah. Maybe. You know what's very interesting? Yeah. What? Redheads, we take double the anesthesia. What? So, yes. Are you aliens? I guess so. Double the but, anesthesia. No, no kidding. And this this woman I was talking to the other day, she's a natural redhead. Her hair is black now. She has to tell him before or hear her, whoever is doing her um, anesthesia, like, I'm a, I'm a natural redhead. And then they know I got to up the dosage. Really? Isn't that wild? Uh, yeah, it is wild. I've never heard that. Have you heard that? Yeah. But let me tell you something. I, I don't do drugs. Um, I barely drink. Uh, but whenever I have to have an epidural and they put me to sleep, I can't wait. Hmm. It's, it's like a weird addiction. It's like, I don't go, go get them every day, yeah. but like, you know, once every eight months, sometimes, you know, whatever, yeah. sometimes a couple in a year. Yeah. But when I go that morning, I'm like, the anesthesiologist comes over, doctor, shit you not, Krakorkian, Krakorkian, wears a bandana, kind of hippie dude. I'm like, listen, Dr. Krakorkian, I, um. Uh, I, and I do this every time. I go, you know, I don't do any drugs. You know, I, I barely drink. This is like my only time to really feel good. If not for, you know, for, and what I'm saying to you is yeah. I don't, I don't want to be injected with this stuff and then fall immediately to sleep. Mm-hmm. Let me enjoy it for a few minutes. <laughs> Let know. me just enjoy it and lie here and feel good for a few minutes. And he goes, Absolutely. So he does it little by little so I can kind of enjoy it. Wow. Just, I mean, it's not. Here's the funny thing. I wake up and I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm just groggy. And he comes over and I go, dude, you said you're going to let me feel it for a few minutes. And he goes, I did. You don't remember <laughs> filming yourself on your phone? I go, 
I looked at my phone. There was like three minutes. Are of me you going, serious? Hey, what's going on? Hey, listen to this joke and the talking to all the nurses and laughing. And I'm like, oh my lord! Oh my god! <laughs> it was hysterical. And I was like, wow. Isn't it the weirdest feeling though when you wake up and you're just? I don't remember. No recollection when I, of anything. Noth- that is the craziest part for me is when I wake up and I'm like, we're done. Like, how long was Do I? Do you still get them? Yeah, I still get. Um, epidurals for my neck i'm like about to go in in january is your doctor dr port no dr bajaj bajaj sounds fancy (laughs) yeah i got a doctor (laughs) where's he at in beverly hills no in marina del rey um you said that did i i think you did didn't she i can't remember i can't let's rewind this tape can we rewind live we're not live um you've done some cool stuff like i read about this i was like you you're choreogra- you choreographed a YouTube video that went viral, viral, receiving 4 million views in 2016. Um, you were 15. Yeah. And then later that year, you, you choreographed another YouTube video for Run the World, which I think is Beyonce. Yeah. Doesn't say here. Received 8 million views. <laughs> How the hell? What? There's a lot of buildup. <laughs> There's a lot of dramatic don't, pauses. Don't, don't. Well, I, I'm just like, I, I look, because I think I look at 15 and I'm like, you know, I'm like, oh my God, what happened to my pants? You know, oh my God, like, what am I doing? Uh, I didn't know what, I was 15. I had no maturity. I didn't, I was just like, no, no brain, your frontal cortex, or, or it's not formed. You, you don't think of as the things you think of later. And, but you're moving at 15 and you're, did you, it, what how did that happen i mean how did you say this is what i'm going to do is it was your idea this is what happened so uh, my friend taylor and i taylor um, swift no oh. i wish love oh, her <laughs> my friend taylor and i we had uh, been working with a choreographer named janelle janestra and we started we had this idea where like there's so many dance videos out there where people are you know we're in class it started that's when all the social media stuff kind of started pumping around like when I was like 13, everyone was filming their classes now, putting them up on YouTube, and it was just like gaining a lot of traction. And our choreographer, Janelle, and Taylor and I were like, okay, how could we make this different? And she, she was like, why don't we start doing dance concept videos? Let's tell a story through dance. And I'm like, that's a great idea. Let's do it. Let's have a message behind each one and let's go for it. And so the first one we did, it was really just for fun. The two of us, we called ourselves the Fraternal Twins. Uh, we kind of looked... It's a little bit similar and she needed she needed less anesthesia (laughs) (laughs) all right go ahead go on and we filmed the first one and we it was to idf with you and what's that mean um i don't frick with you oh so you could acronym that that shit but you can't say it (laughs) huh no (laughs) the thing is i grew up dancing to i look back at like videos on YouTube when I was like 12 dancing to the most like crazy music. But at that time in dance, like I never listened to the lyrics because every move for us is on the beats. So I look back at like videos and went 12 dancing to the most like insane songs. And I'm like, no wonder in the comments, people are like, why do you have a 12 year old dancing to this? Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen makes sense yeah. sometimes i've seen stuff like that i'm like going, they're letting their kids listen to this music yes well guess what it was the same thing when i was younger i was listening to two live crew everybody say hey i won't say it but they said some gnarly shit and uh listening to nwa frick the police coming down with authority <laughs> it's totally it and i would beatbox hey lost the top sound Okay. Oh, all right. Um, so <laughs> then we did this, the one for Beyonce, Run the World, and that one was just about women empowerment, and that was one of my favorite ones, just the message behind it, and it just, we went to sleep, and I swear it was like, we woke up, and there was like three million views, and we were like, wait, what? Like, what? But how do people even like, I put some funny ass stuff up. Yeah. You're and I'm funny. Like, but I'm like, thank you. Yeah. But- I, I'm like, this is funny. And for some reason, I just don't, I guess I don't have that. Did you already have a lot of followers? From the first video, we kind of already had like a fan base. That one kind of grew over time. Like within a week, it was just like, whoa, this is crazy. And like, good morning, America. And we have these people reaching out to us to like come on the show. And we're like, wait, what? This is just nuts. Did you get any money for all the views? So it wasn't on my channel. Um, Did they so- split it with you? Well, I actually don't know if those videos were monetized because mm, four million we, gets you some money these days. Yeah, four million. You probably would have gotten fifteen thousand dollars, yeah. twenty thousand dollars for that video. Yeah, crazy, right? It is. Wild. Did Beyonce call you or message you? <laughs> she posted us on Twitter and like put up our video, and I think that's how that one kind of sparked. She loved it. She sent it out, and boom. Yeah. And that started getting you some attention. Yeah, and that's kind of. And you're I dancing. Built. I need to watch this. We need to go watch this. Yeah. Are you are you great in this? Is it pretty cool? I yeah. You should watch it. It's very it's very funny because people are always like Larson. You're this very like you know soft spoken individual, shy, kind shy of, yeah. yeah, kind of just like you know. And then you you dance and it's like this beast comes out. You're it's on like fire. We don't even recognize you. I'm like yeah. You know that's where that passion comes out, isn't yeah, it? One hundred percent. Do you still dance? Yeah. I still dance now. For and it's, fun? For fun. And it's also with, you know, modeling, I'm able to incorporate my dance into a lot of the projects I work on. They find out I'm a dancer and then they're like, oh, well, can you hit some moves for us? And I'm like, sure, let me just. <laughs> could you do a black swan kind of movie? I would love to. Could you do it? Yeah. You could easily do that. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. That's a big thing. Like if there's a role and you're an actress and there's dancing, you have yeah. a good shot at it. I hope so. That would be like the dream. Right. That would be great. You got to be telling your manager to look for shit like that. I guess there's not yeah. a lot of dance. Well, there are. There are more musicals and things like that you totally. should be up for. Have you auditioned for anything? Not really. Not really musicals, no. No? I need to get on that. Your manager needs to get on that. Yeah. We need to make a call after this. 
<laughs> I think so. I think so too. Um, you were featured in Pink's Beautiful Trauma. How is Pink? Yes. She was incredible. So I played Pink in her video, Beautiful Trauma, and she I didn't get the chance to meet her. We were like over FaceTime and it was very cool to be able to collaborate with her. She was, I think, on tour at the time. So she was like helping us film this video and she's overseas doing her thing and being amazing. And the choreographers, RJ and Nick, were, you know, extremely talented. They had this vision and it was a very cool part to play it was like back in like the 60s and she's like beautiful and the trauma and kind of talk about like perfection and all these things yeah kind of that's where i began to start loving you know acting was through dance and all these things any you know anytime i'm able to like perform and entertain people it's that's where i like thrive starting so young entertaining and dance getting thrown up on a stage dancing for X factor and it being live and having to nail all of your nervous, so nervous and like having to nail your choreo, realizing like this is live girl. So like, did you mess up at all? No, thank God. Cause oh. that would have been really bad. You know, do you ever mess up? Yes. Okay. Because yeah, you're going to do that a lot more of that. Yes. I because mess we, up we a all, lot. We all mess up. 100%. So you know how to deal with it. You're like, okay, I messed up. Let's yes, go. Yes. You can't get down. You have to just keep going. You get more takes. Exactly. Yeah. But well, by the, go no, go, no, go ahead. No, you go. No, but that's what's very interesting when I began acting and talk about like self tapes now that being so big, being in the room, it was very much like it was like one shot and that was it. Then when like I kind of went from this dance into from what I've been taught at such a young age, everything being perfect, because in dance, there is no you obviously you're going to mess up, but like you're going to get in trouble by your choreographer. It's gonna be a big ordeal, like messing up is not allowed. So when I got into acting, I'd get a script and I thought everything had to be perfect. So like my dog or somebody would bark or the door would open and I'd hear like a creak and I'm like, oh. Gotta redo it. Yes, I'd be like, I gotta redo it. I don't. And now I'm like, (laughs) no, those, this is like what happens in life. This is real. So if my dog barks and I can play with it, then I'm gonna go ahead and, and make it work but like it's very interesting coming from that perfectionism and dance and realizing like let that all go into acting you know it's very very interesting i did a a self-tape yeah not too long ago it's one of the few self-tapes i've done in recent history in recent Mm -hmm. times um and i was doing it and i had somebody reading with me and my friend denine she had a couple drinks from some soccer thing that they were watching and they came back to my house and we're hanging out we're gonna order some food and she was in the uh, in the kitchen she knew i was doing the tape and in my audition tape i thought it was so good that i'm not doing another tape and you could hear her go my and immediately you hear Shh. <laughs> yeah tom told her to shush her boyfriend because she was about to start talking she goes uh he goes Shh. and you hear and i go no nope it was a comedy at least so let him laugh let him go what the hell was that it was loud and i was like you know tough shit i'm not doing it again oh my gosh guess what you booked it no i didn't (laughs) did not get the part but you know the reason it was it was it was funny because when i read it i go they're gonna go for like a a big dude like uh ethan supply like a you know big strong bearded kind of guy who could be a coach of a team and i was Mm -hmm. like I go, I'm, I don't know. I could be, I just said, I'm going to try it because I like it. Yeah. I tried it. And they yeah. said, yeah, he was great. I just, we just want a bigger guy. And a, that's in our mind. I'm like, fine. That's rejection. 
Yeah. You have to. Exactly. I'm totally cool with rejection. Yeah, same Now here. it's taken a long time, but I'm, I'm yeah. cool with it. I'm cool with it. I get over it quickly. It's not something that's easy. Yeah. Um, it took me a long time. Your ego gets in the way and you're like, what's wrong with me? What? What's wrong totally. with them? Fuck that. Totally. Yeah, frick them. I think there's so many pieces to the puzzle when it comes to a role. You know what I mean? Like that's where facing rejection, I think, is you got to know how to deal with it and brush it off because it's like if it's not your role, it's not meant for you, then it's it's just not meant to be. There will be another one around True. the corner that's for you and designed for you. Like there's so much that goes into it with the writers and everything where I learned not to take it personally at a young age. Like there's so much that goes into it. It's not just like the one casting director that's like, we love you. And then I get my hopes up and then yeah. I'm like, no, it goes to like many, many other people, many that, other yeah. people, you know, um, by the way, you're really articulate. You're very like, uh, what's the word? She, you handle yourself really well. Like for someone like, you know, you're, you're not, but you have like maybe an old soul. I feel like I have an old soul. I do, yeah. but you seem like you're definitely more mature than I am by far. Uh, I don't know if your mom is, but, um, <laughs> right, Elizabeth. Um, but no, you are, you handle yourself really well. And it's not a condescending thing. It's a, like, I look up yeah, to you in I that regard, that. you know, you. I do. Um, but you, by the way, about dance, I'll say this quickly. Yeah. It's rhetorical. You don't, you don't have to respond and you've talked about it, yeah. but the one thing I do regret in, in theater, when I train theater and yeah. in, in college, all through college is, uh, I didn't take a dance class and, mm. uh, I see how much dance can really help with movement as an actor and this, um, I didn't, but. I can sort of dance without having to take that sort of dance. Yeah. I mean, I, I have fun and I can move a little bit and it's totally. funny and whatever, but I, I could see how really intense dance and focus and that sort of thing can really help you as an actress. Yes. Or an actor. I totally, it, it 100% has and modeling with movement and being able to pose dance has been extremely beneficial. Modeling and acting, and acting. Body language and all that type of things, being comfortable in my skin and, and you know, yeah, yeah. Feeling comfortable in your body. It's very important. So I'm thankful for dance in so many ways. I yeah. You also. I, I'm just. We're gonna end with the dancing stuff. We're not gonna end with the dancing. Stuff. I got a couple, a couple other things, but because you know, Midnight Club and working with my boy Mike Flanagan <laughs> and all that shit, we'll get into in a little bit. But you were a, a backup dancer also for Christina Aguilera, Janet Jack Aguilera, Janet, Aguilera, Aguilera. Aguilera. I I I missed like last night. I go. I was like, is. Melissa uh, Eskridge, is she uh, is she straight? My friend goes, uh, it's Etheridge. <laughs> and then I messed up someone else badly. I was like, the name. I just, I'm not good. I don't know. Same. But Katy Perry, Pink, you said Pink. Were they all, be honest. Yeah. Be honest. Uh, out of those three, mm -hmm. you don't have to tell me the one. There Was there one that you're like, She's got, she's a little attitude. She doesn't care about anybody else. She's like, or there's some attitude there. You're like, mm, she's kind of not a nice person. You don't have to say who it is. There's three women. So none of them would know. Was one of those kind of like, yeah. okay. There, there was one that I wouldn't necessarily say that they were kind of, they weren't very rude, but they just weren't very welcoming, I'd like to say. Mm -hmm. uh, so I just, yeah. I think also too, like I could imagine it being, your music video with hundreds of people around. You don't have all time the for pressure. that. You're in your head. Exactly. So that's why I don't take it personally. I'm like, hey, you know what? We don't want to. We don't have a conversation. That's totally fine. Yeah. So Christina Aguilera was probably just busy. <laughs> she probably had uh, a lot going on. No, I'm kidding. Um, 
Midnight Club. Yes. Well, you did this movie in 2020, Pearl. Yes. That looked like it was it was, it was a difficult role, was it not? Pearl was my first. It's a little independent movie. Yeah, my first lead role. So you with were nervous. Anthony LaPaglia. Yeah. Yes. And it also had somebody else in there. Ming Na Wen was in it. Ming Na Wen, who was a friend She's of mine. A, I She's, love, she was on the podcast. She was fantastic. Was I she love, great? Yes. She is incredible. What's so wild is I like Bobby Roth, the director, like told me a little bit about her, and then when she got there, I I. I also like to like come into things and I really not know so much about people because it almost like brings like this intimidation on, you know? Mm-hmm. So I I was happy that I didn't really like, I knew she had been in a couple things and she was just so kind and just oh, so humble that I was awesome. like, then after I like read and like watched a bunch of her work and I was like, she's good. <gasps> she is incredible. She's been in so many things. Yes. Yeah. She's great. And what, Anthony Lopaglia? Yeah. Was he cool? Amazing. Do you still talk to him? Yes. You do? Yeah. But he was the, I think I'm like so grateful that being my, uh, my first, you know, bigger role in a film, being with him was just what he taught me. And I know there was, a, I remember there was this one day where it was a pretty emotional scene and. I was like putting so much pressure on myself of like, it has to be per- here, the whole perfection thing. It has to be perfect. Like I want to do great. I want to give my all. Like this is like the first take and I'm just putting so much added pressure on myself. So we do this, the take, the first take and he comes down and he pulls me aside. He's like, you are putting way too much pressure on yourself. Holy crap. He's like, shake that off. Good for him. And I was like, He's like, Larson, you're like coming into this wanting to start sobbing, crying. That is not what you like. You wouldn't just come up to me like you're like at a birthday party around a ton of people. It wouldn't you as your own person wouldn't just come up like sobbing, crying. Like, it would just be over time something that develops. And most of the time you're trying not to cry. That's the key. So why are you trying to come into this ball and crying? He's like, quit it. That and is go, genius. Yes. Because I've. This helped me early on. Yeah. Someone said, human beings, we don't want to cry. Yeah. We do everything not to cry. Yes. So as an actor, you have to think, I'm supposed to cry in this scene. And you're like, oh, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this, blah, blah, blah. And it's just, and it's and it comes out. Yeah. And you're like, fuck, I don't want this. Tech. And, and so that's, if you play with that. Totally. That was the answer, wasn't it? Yes. And literally, I remember that the next take. I just came into it being like, don't cry. Like, don't. Like, and you nailed it. it. And I, it was like, I felt so great about it. I just like came and I like hugged him after. Did, were you like going, love Paglia, love Paglia, love, 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 love. <laughs> No, seriously. But I'm just really, I'm really grateful for him and what he taught me through those three months. And just like leading me and knowing it was like my first thing. And just like, it was Really, a really I great love experience. Him. I, I love, love him. him. I have never met him, but I love him yeah. regardless. Gosh, he's an incredible person. So it was, it was a really good ex- first experience because that could have been tough. Yeah. You could have been working. I'm glad you didn't work with an insecure actor yeah. whose ego and people are weird about things. Oh, she's yes. prettier than I am, or mm. she's this. I have to be, I'm going to be a bitch. I'm going to be really, that could really affect you, especially yeah. early on. Totally. And the fact that you had two supportive people there, have your back, a good um, environment. You're lucky. Yeah. You're very lucky. Yeah. And I'm, I'm happy that it was a good experience Yeah. because it's not always that. I don't know how many actors, how many actors I've worked with. Not, not a ton, but people who you go, oh man, I, I just thought they were. I was hoping they'd be 
cool. They're not cool. Mm. Um, it's usually the really big stars who are cool and the people who want to be famous mm. who are like right there, like think they have something to prove. Yeah. It's usually the, those guys. It, it's very interesting Come as I've started to work more in acting and just seeing, I think, the dynamic of how you're treated as an actor on sets. And it's very interesting because I did the same kind of thing in dance, but was treated completely different. Like you and weren't there. Like Do this, do this. You're going too high. Like no water. Just like you're, you know, you're what? stuck in a green room with just like chairs. As an actor, you're like guided on set every day, like in your trailer. Like you're just treated. Lawson, so would you like a cookie? Yes. We have extra cookies and breakfast. <laughs> no, really. In these <laughs> 80s, they come up there like, Larson, what can I get? I'm like, hey, I got two feet. I'll go get my lunch. Don't worry about it. Like I'll go. They'll walk. remember that. I'll go walk and get it, please. Like you've, you're doing enough. And I think I've seen and become more grateful for that coming from dance and being treated, almost working more hours than I am in acting, I think even harder in dancing mm. and just being treated completely different. You're gonna change. <gasps> I hope, no. Here's the thing. This is gonna happen for a while. You're a really good person. You're gonna be this, but like after a while, I'm mm. always nice. Not, I'm never mean, I'm yeah. never, but sometimes I'm like, Greg, I love you, what do you want? <laughs> I just, could you get me a sandwich? Uh, just, it's just a little mustard and tur turkey. That's it. Uh, you know, I, I like, uh, you know. No, my God, I do the same thing. I like. I don't want to always go get my shit. No, you, you've exactly. made it to a certain point where you're like, hey, people are here to help out totally. and make your day easier, so you could be better. Totally. So it's not like you're, you know, you're an asshole. As long as you're a kind person and yeah. you, you want, they want, you know, you want people to like you. Exactly. I, I have that problem. I want everybody to like me, so I don't want to be a dick. But you know. uh, Hey, what do you want for breakfast, Michael? I'm not going to be like, oh, I can go do that. No, yeah. If they're asking me, uh, you know, I'm in makeup. I, I don't want to get up. Totally. <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely do. I'm just saying like from the difference of what I've seen. I know. Just the way that you I get treated. You. It's so sad. It's just like, I but I think you. that's almost where the ego comes in in acting. You know what I mean? When you are, everything's just kind of like, here you go, here, you know yeah. what I, I think People it just. People like kind of eat that up. Yes. Ego swells and they're like, where's my this? <laughs> Uh, where's where's my, my, you know, they're like, where's yeah. my purse? Where's my, could you look for my purse? I think yeah. I left it on set. Uh, where's my phone? I just, uh, yeah. Uh, um, I was going to say, have you ever yelled at someone? Yes. Who have you yelled at? <laughs> I've yelled at a lot of people, Mike. Are you a loud yeller? I'm a pretty loud yeller. Yeah. Are you like, like conviction? Like you don't ever do that again. Yeah. Give me your best yell saying, don't ever do that again. Don't ever do that again! All right, Jason, <laughs> can we can we do something with that? That was pretty good. <laughs> All right, let's just hit that on a replay really quick. Do me a favor, do it again back a little bit. No, no I'm kidding. You know, well, I have if to it's- say fuck. <laughs> what? I have to, I, I have to your drop. Your ears hurt? Fuck. That was loud. What's that? Jason. I, no, you even have earmuffs on. That's a good yeller. By the way, if I was dating you and you yelled at me like that, I'd be oh my gosh. So I think oh if it's- Oh Lord. <laughs> a I'm yell like my room that now. comes out very, you have to yeah, really- Yeah, I, I don't yell a lot. No. But what, back to like what I was saying growing up, like my family, if there's a problem or somebody walks in like with their head down and there's something on their chest, my parents will be the first people to be like, what is it? Like, open it up. Right. Like, let's let's talk. Let's sit at the table. Let's get into the the good stuff and figure out why you're acting the way you are. So I'm like 
grateful for that in a lot of ways. But some people come over and it's very like, wow, your family's very uh, loud sometimes or it's they're very emotional sometimes. And but also very warm, engaging. <clears throat> I feel like <clears throat> my parents never let people spend the night. I never mm. really could have friends over. I hated I resented them for that. I always stayed wow. at my friend's houses. I was always there. They welcomed me. It was fun. My grandmother, yeah. her house was open. Everybody, mm. my friend Carrie, who and so um, I love that you have a family that you could just go in and be comfortable. Hmm. Like, I feel like I could already go into your house and just plop on the couch yeah. and go, Elizabeth, grab me a root beer. <laughs> she would. She would. Yeah. Or she'd say, get it your damn self. You have yeah, legs. That's would. probably what you'd say. Uh, Midnight Club. Yes. Mike Flanagan created, wrote, if you don't know him, Haunting of Hill House, Oculus, uh, Hush. It goes on and on. He's amazing. He's a kind soul. He's super mm. talented. Um, Dr. Sleep. What was it like working with Mike Flanagan? Did you have any of those big <sighs> monologues? No. Thank God. Yeah. Did some people have that? Yes. Were they scared? Yes. He has those. And that's one of the reasons why I don't, I, I'm too scared to work with him right now. <laughs> I, I don't, I, I can't learn a three page monologue. <laughs> yeah. That's terrifying. Yeah. I won't, I won't get through it. Not three pages. I'll go, I'll get through half a page and then we'll, you know, then I'll just I'll go, okay, what's the line? And then you'll have about three cutaways. That's yeah, it. Yeah. But, but what was he like? Oh, Mike. Did he, he yell? No. So it's very, Mike is, like you said, he is just the most warm, kind. He is, he's just such a grounded individual and he like, it just bloomed. It made me enjoy the experience and enjoy working with him even more, just seeing what a great person he is. But I think something I love is just how clear his vision is and how that shines through in the way that he directs us as actors. He knows what he wants. He knows what he wants. Mm -hmm. And that was really great working with somebody like that who would just come up and be like, hey, Larson, try it like this. And then I'd be like, oh, you're right. I didn't even like think of doing it like that. Let's do it. Let's just try it. And I love like the so for the Midnight Club, most of the um, within the group of kids, it was some of them their first project. And so I remember we did like a. Uh, at our table read the first and during like prep the first two weeks mike took us through and just basically like showed us walked through basically everything you'll need to know to be an actor on set and did was, anybody get fired from the table read no okay keep going yeah. <laughs> and i just i really enjoyed that and i think it was like very helpful that what i love about him too is the fact that he gives people a chance. You know what I mean? Mike isn't. He wants to see you shine. Yes. And he's very just welcoming and yeah. made it everyone feel so comfortable. Like he's so experienced and everyone was just like learning what to do for the first time. And he was like, hey, for the first take, do what you've practiced. Second take, see. have, you know, have some fun with it. Third take, do whatever you want. Let's just lose That's everything. That's what I Lose everything do. you've, lose everything you've set up in your mind and the choices you've made and it was and always just, like that yeah like that's how it always first, should be that's yes. what i would say read it how it's written first second exactly. if we got it then we're gonna go ever just try something yes um did you work with my good buddy robert longstreet no oh, you didn't get to work with him he played the janitor no. i haven't seen it yet i'm gonna watch it yeah i haven't seen it yet. do you do any um accents by the way or uh impressions no you can't really. do any impressions i mean Dialects? I really need to work on my British accent. I'm oh, like, I'm not. That's the one thing I'm. I could do a better Australian, I think. Hmm. Perth, Adelaide, Sydney, oh, that's Melbourne. Great. And my family's Fats. all from Melbourne. R really? On my mom's side. Do you ever yeah. go there? 
Never been. It's actually. awesome. Oh, I want to go so bad. It's awesome. I've been there a couple times. Dang. Robert Longstreet. Uh, he was the janitor in Midnight Club for two episodes. Let me see a He is of him. this. You'll know him. You'll go, oh, yeah. Watch. This dude. Oh, yes. Okay. No, so I didn't meet him. Sadly. Was he good? Yes. He's always good. I mean, the, what I love about the Midnight Club is it's very. Character. Which I'm very sad it didn't get picked up for a second season, but you know. Were you surprised? I, yeah, I was a little bit surprised. I think it's. Well, a, I was too, because everything Flanagan does it goes. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think though the the message even within the first season is just so well done, and I think it, it you know it explores life and death through the eyes of young kids. I love the concept, and it's just the way that Christopher Pike and actually reading up the story behind how the Midnight Club came to be for Christopher Pike, he like. A mother of um, her daughter who was very sick reached out to him with cancer and said that they would meet and like talk about Christopher Christopher Pike's books at night. So she said, can you write a book about us? And that's how the Midnight Club came to be. And I'm like, wow, "Wow, that is just so incredible. And then the way that Mike just, you know, through all the stories, how each, you know, story feeds into the past of the characters or, you know, feeds their own character development was just so well done like i just am blown away like being able to see the whole thing because i didn't get to work with the seven kids directly i'm playing back in the 60s young samantha sloyan so i didn't get to act with them um as a group so being able to watch the series straight through and see them as a unit and gosh my friend ruth cod she just blew me away really and her backstory she was found off tiktok and so talk about like how things have changed. It's just like. It's changed. Isn't that amazing? Back in the day, if you did TV, you couldn't do film. Hmm. And film people, snobs. I'm not doing TV. Wow. And now everybody wants to do TV. Yes. Everybody wants to do a series streaming. Name one person who doesn't. Kevin Costner's doing it. Everybody does it. Yeah. Helen Mirren's doing a new like series or some shit. That's so wild. So it was like Harrison Ford. Yeah. So Forget if it was like if you're it. in TV, you can do what you want now. Yeah. You do YouTube, fine. You're a YouTube star, great. Yes. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, this is called shit talking with Larson Thompson. These are <laughs> rapid fire. These are questions from my top tier patrons. I love them. They support the podcast. It truly helps us. Go to Patreon.com/slash Inside of You, and I'll send you a message. Here we go. <laughs> I think she's laughing at me. I just love not, seeing not your expressions. Me. Each time I look over, I'll be like. <laughs> <laughs> Larson, are you this. laughing at me or with me? I'm laughing with you. you I love to laugh. Good. Yeah. Well, no, hang I... around us. Yeah. At least I for think that's few also why people enjoy my company. Is oh, that so I you will laugh always... at everybody. No, Great. No. I just am very, you get, I can, I laugh very easily. So people, I think like to have me around because it makes them think they're which you are funny but like if you want to feel funny just have me around for the day because i will laugh really yeah. that's it's a good weird, person though, to be I around <laughs> i like that because you know i always say i want someone that could enjoy things that i really enjoy like don't laugh at me folks listeners but i uh i like going to the mall sometimes friend Sharon, I'll go shopping. We'll have a coffee. We'll sit on a Brookstone yeah. massage thing. I love them all too. I like, I like going, doing stupid stuff, shopping, going to whatever. I don't want to lose that inner child. No. What? But you're doing an impression and I'm trying to think of what it was. I don't want to do this. What is this? What am I doing? Was it, what, was it walking? I don't, I don't know. I wasn't doing walking. I could do it if you want. 
they're probably tired of me doing it. <laughs> uh, Kelly asks, how was it like working with Heather Langenkamp? Oh, Heather. Heather's very. There you go. Nightmare oh, on Elm Street. Yep. Well, she signed my poster, I hope so. Go ahead. Oh, Heather. So Heather and I didn't get to work directly with one another. But we met. But we met the nicest. She is so sweet. Yeah, she, legend. She like, gave me a hug like the first time we met in just like a total dream. She sat at like our table read when we were like giving an introduction for how to basically be an actor on set. And she was like acting as if she's learning everything for the first time too. I'm just like, you are like. Did you have her sign anything? No, I should Little Lisa, what was it like? What was the last TV show you binged watched? Ooh, the last. Yeah, oh gosh, I watched. Did you watch so Dahmer? Shows. No. So dark. Oh, my Lord. Mm. <gasps> you know what I'm watching? I'm Blackbird. binging it right now. No, For All Mankind on Apple TV. <sighs> Probably one of my favorite shows of all time. I remember trying to start it and I was okay, bored. Okay, so, yeah, the first three episodes. Ooh. Very, it's hard but it to gets watch. Great. Oh, all right. Will you, my, will you, you email me my, that to remind yes, me? Yes. If you I'll ask my, my mom, got me onto it. I'm. I can't stop watching. Let's want to try that series. It's sure. unbelievable. Right. Just get through the first three episodes, and then <laughs> it's one of those. Right? Oh, you just gotta is. get through yeah. the first. They say like, that about Wired. It sets the story. The show you know? Wired. They talk about that show. And they're like. One of the best shows ever made. I'm like, I watched two episodes and I could not sit through it. And they're like, wow. you just have to get through like three or four and then it's brilliant. And I'm like, oh, Lord. Hmm. Kind of like White Lotus. I was like, yeah, I, I don't like anybody. Like I don't. It's just like, I don't know. And I kept watching and watching. And then it, at the end, it got better. Yeah. But I was like, you know, I don't want to watch five episodes I don't care about. But people yeah. love it. I get it. I, I don't know. I, I like it. I didn't hate it. I'd say, yeah, watch it. You should definitely watch it. Yeah, yeah. But I just, it's, I don't know. I just wasn't, I'll never do that show. No, I, I think I want, I want you to watch it because the acting too is just phenomenal. All right. Jackie R, favorite role you've played so far? Favorite role I've played so far? Probably. I've really enjoyed Julia Jane in the Midnight Club. Midnight Club. Just being able to play those in flashbacks and be in the 60s. I've like always wanted to do period. What's your favorite 60s song? Oh, God. Just walk away, Renee. No, 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 no. I think it's 60s. Yeah, I don't know. You, you don't know that me. one? La, 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 la. But there was a one I... song we were playing when I was on set that day, and I'm like. Can't remember it. Yeah, from the 60s. And I was like, I could live in this era. Mm-hmm. I think I was meant to live in this era. Maya P, what would you be doing now if you weren't acting or dancing? Probably playing soccer. Well, you I... can't do that for a living. Yeah, you could. You have neck problems. <laughs> no, it's but... too late to start. No, but if I hadn't been dancing, I wouldn't have gotten the neck problem. Good. I like it. Soccer. Okay, so soccer player. I'm not going to crush your dreams if you weren't doing your dreams now. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm dream crushing right now. A little bit. Sorry. No, it's all right. <laughs> okay, Raj. Last questions. Tell me, tell me a personal sacrifice you feel you've had to make to pursue a career in the entertainment industry. Wow. Can I can I guess? Yeah, sure. It's hard to be away from your family, and it's like for the first time you're actually away doing different things, and you miss them. That's yeah. What else? No, I, I like that's pretty great because it is. It's very isolating sometimes, like just being away for three months, six months filming something. And right. you're just like, I'm very close to my family. I have a hard time being alone. And 
it is part of the job. Thankfully, like my parents can come out and like visit, which they haven't yet. You know, bastards. So um, have you ever had a beer? No. Have you ever had vodka? No. Have you ever had an alcoholic beverage? Wine in Greece. Did you like it? No. Did you throw up? No, I didn't. But I, my parents are were. This is the story. They drink. No, so my parents are actually twenty two years sober they oh were both wow well that makes there you go that makes yeah. perfect sense yeah so you don't want to it's in the blood maybe exactly you don't want to do that yeah it's funny my parents were never big drinkers yeah i never was worried about being addicted to alcohol never had that addiction ryan me yeah no you drink i do not a lot my, my, my parents live in wine country so there's wine, wine all the country. time yeah this has been a real treat this has been a treat. Thank you guys so much. I was Michael. I was hoping you never laugh and it, you, that you were just laughing because you wow this is funny no, stuff. No, Michael. No, you made it very clear, <laughs> abundantly clear. No, I'm kidding. I'm I'm joking with you. I don't. I I really enjoy this, and I'll be honest Same. with you. Can I be completely open? I talked to Ryan. I'm like, yeah. Look, I don't know Larson. Yeah. Uh, she doesn't have a big body of work yet. She's you know just growing, and she's she's great, and she's but I I don't. I don't no, I'm like, how? Do, what angle? What is there? You know, because I like to just, and it was so easy to just free, just go. What is not free base? What's a free? <laughs> Jesus, no. What is it called? Just start something and free, then continue talking. Free form. Free form. Free, yeah. free flow. It yeah. was just you were so easy to talk to. You had uh, stories. You had things about your life. You're proud of who you are. You're proud of your family. It was uh, refreshing. You know, it's it's refreshing to sometimes not hear about. You know, because um, this industry can weigh on you, and yeah. you know, people get into drugs, people get into alcohol, people get into totally. there's a, there's a yeah. lot of bad things out there, and the yeah. fact that you haven't been affected by that, and you're in this business, and you're pretty grounded, it makes me really happy, and it makes me have hope for the world, and 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 young people, and whatever you know, just I mean, you're not that young, I'm not like you're 15, but I'm just saying, yeah, no, you know I what really I mean? Appreciate that, yeah. Thank you. So keep doing what you're doing. Thank you. Don't forget the little people. Oh, come on. Well, come on. I've heard that before. <laughs> I mean, there's people that I, I, you know. No, we'll be sitting they, here 10 years from now. Yeah, and I'll be like, what was it like beating up Meryl Streep in that scene? <laughs> and you're like, I, you know, it was hard because I don't really like, um, you know, um, hitting or, you know. But, no, I actually do. I enjoy all that stuff. The grungy oh stuff. Oh boy. Put me where I can like be beating people up. <laughs> oh, why don't we why don't we talk about that? <laughs> you know what's also cool is when you lashed out a minute ago, whether Jason cuts it or not, she she screamed and it might be it might have been too loud for the mic, but maybe it's in there. I don't know. But it was funny because the contrast, I, I saw you you're able to you're able to turn on a dime. You're able to just go frick off. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for being on the podcast. Thanks for Thanks allowing me for to be inside me. of you on the podcast. And uh, it was a real treat. Ryan, did you have a good time? Great time. Yeah. What a, what a refreshing interview. Yeah. See you guys. See ya. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. What's your handle? Larson Thompson. At? At Larson Thompson on everything. Not Thompson Larson, like Michael. Well, it's not at. You didn't just give away your email, did you? No. Okay, good. Yeah, like because <laughs> you said at <laughs> no like Instagram handle at Larson. Larson with an E, Larson, not oh like a grandma. Yeah. And um, anything brewing coming up? 
I'm. But you have the horror movie Horoscope. Yes, that comes January out in 2023. 2023. If you're horror fans like me, you better be looking for that. Yes, and I'm actually launching my first single in music. Are you Larson Thompson? Yeah, it's just Larson Thompson. Yeah. Well, you know, I want to hear some of your stuff. I have a band called Sunspin. I know. You do? Yes. How I do you know that? that? Because I knew that. Oh, good. Keep watching. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful human being. It was a joy to have her on. Uh, full of life. I mean, a lot of people, I'm sure you don't know her or didn't know her. And um, I think uh, she's such a good spirit. And she got Anthony LaPaglia. He's coming on the podcast. Oh, she nice. worked with him. And I've been emailing with him. And he said, yeah, I'll come on the podcast. Cool. So she was really cool to help me out with that. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Um, thank you for listening. Um, and uh, inside of you, uh, inside of your online store, go there. Great merch, like I talked about in the beginning, if you didn't hear about it. Also, Sunspin, my band, Sunspin, the album is out, streaming everywhere. Please listen to it, download it, put it on Spotify, support the band. Sunspin, the new album is never is what it is. It's, uh, you know what? I never do this, Ryan. What, are you going to play a Sunspin song? You never do that. I really don't, do I? Very rarely. <laughs> well, it's been a while. And it's been a while. Remember that song? <laughs> All right, this is the song, the theme song from... Uh, Stained? From uh, Talkville. Huh. Have a listen, if you haven't heard it. There you go. Nice. nice. Pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I really love that song. It's what are we here for? So download it, please. You can also buy the C CD on sunspin.com and a ton of other cool merch and get a zoom with me and Rob. It also feels like uh, it belongs in the trailer for an indie movie. That's what I think. Yeah. Kind of like a 50 years of su summer. Yeah. What was the movie called? Oh, uh, 500 uh, days of summer. summer. Yeah. Like an anthem. I was picturing Mark Duplass running through a field or something. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I i love it so we're working on trying to get placement and stuff and that's always hard but uh we'll see what happens but most importantly we're proud of it and we accomplished this and uh i urge you to go follow your dreams and your passions thanks for listening we're going to do the the major components integral parts of this podcast the top tier patrons here we go nancy d leah s sarah v little lisa yukiko jill e brian h nico p Robert B, Jason W, Selfie M, Raj C, Joshua D, Jennifer N, Stacy L, Jamal F, Janelle B, Mikey e, Eldon Supremo, ninety nine more, Santiago M, Gary Oldman, Chad W, Leanne P, Janine R. I have to get into it. When you're dealing with an industry like this, you have to have a great ego, and Sam and. Francis Ford Coppola has an ego the size of San Francisco. Leanne P. Janine R. Maya P. 
Maddie S, Belinda N, Dave H, Sheila G, Brad D, Ray H. Ray, Ray had a baby. Happy baby, Ray, Rayby. <laughs> I'm so proud of you and happy. Thank you for being such an amazing patron and person, and uh, we all love you. Happiness and healthiness. Tabitha T. Hi, Tabitha. Tom, how are you? Tom N. Liliana A. Talia M. Betsy D. Haven't talked to you in a while. Good Lord. Chad B. Dan N. Angel M. Rhiannon C. Corey K. Deb Nixon. Michelle A. Jeremy C. Brandy D. Camille S. Joey M. Eugene and Leah. You should put Eugene and Leah and the baby's name. I forgot the baby's name. It wasn't Lex, was it? Uh, Corey, Heather L., Jake B., Megan T., Angela F., Mel S., Orlando C., Caroline R., Christy S., Christine S., sorry. Eric H. I'm going to have a drink of water. I wish you would. <clears throat> Shane R., Emma R., Andrew M., Zadoichi77, Andreas N., Oracle, Karina N., hi Karina, Amanda R., Jenny B., Jen B., Kevin E., Stephanie K., Jarell, Jam and J., Leanne J., Jammin' with Jam and J., Leanne J., <laughs> Luna R., Cindy E., Mike F., Stone H., Stonehenge. Just remember Stonehenge. Stonehenge. I just remember uh, Spinal Tap. Stonehenge. It's Stonehenge. Stonehenge. <laughs> Stonehenge. And the people of Stonehenge. And the people of Stonehenge. <laughs> Mike S., Brian L., Katie B., Aaron R., Kendall L., House of Joel, Joe E., Joel. House of Joel, Meredith I, Professor Dr. Scoots, Prof. Dr. Scoots. Hi, Dr. Scoots. How are you? Charlene C, Kara C, Mary R, Kyle F, Marisol P. Could not do the podcast without you. Period. The end. I will not ramble on about it. It's just the damn truth. Thank you for joining. If you're not a patron, please join and join the fun. Um, thanks for listening, guys. I love you. From Michael Rosenbaum here in the Hollywood Hills of California. Right tears. Right tears. I love that voice. <laughs> hey. Little wave to the camera. We love you guys. Thank you. And of course, um, be good to yourself. Please. I'll see you next week. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.